Welcome to episode two of Everyday Yoga. My name is Brendan Murphy. I am the founder and director of Shanti Warrior Yoga. I'm a yoga teacher. And uh, yeah, I am presenting Everyday Yoga, this podcast. It's uh, really about uh, yoga philosophy and applying that to everyday life. Uh, it might develop into something else, but that's the original kind of idea for it. Let's see where we end up, but let's start with this kind of concept anyway. So yeah, I, I just wanted to um, skip, set out a theme for, for today's show, right? And the theme for today for me is uh, releasing of unnecessary gripping. And um, if you listened to the first podcast last week, you'll know that um, I kind of made a, a choice to uh, go through some of my yoga books and um, maybe what I'll do is each episode I'll flick open one of my yoga books, whatever the next one is on the bookcase, and just flick it open on a page and, uh, you know, see what's there and then kind of take that as a jumping off point to to go um, elsewhere with it. So uh, today uh, I flicked open the uh, Dao De Jing and um, I'm sorry if the pronunciation is not correct on that, but Dao De Jing by Lao Tzu. And uh, yeah, I'll just kind of give you the notes on, on the book that I'm reading from. It's uh, Tao Te Ching uh, by Lao Tzu, as translated by Stephen Mitchell. And the copy that I have was published by Francis Lincoln Limited in uh, 2013. Um, so I flicked it open at verse 16 on this. And I guess, well, first of all, I should kind of outline what is Tao, right? So Tao um, is talked about in the book. And uh, Taoism is a movement, um, a way of living, uh, very hard to conceptualize and put into words. Uh, even, you know, if you look online for, for definitions of it, you'll find that, that people struggle to, to kind of say what it is. But um, I guess the best thing I can do is give you my understanding of it in terms of my reading of it. And um, so if you, for me, Tao... It's actually spelled T A O, and I think it's pronounced Tao. Again, excuse me of my of my ignorance if it's not actually that way. But um, for me, Tao was the underlying energy that exists within everything in the world, as as far as I understand it anyway. Therefore, kind of similar to the concept of karma, right? So, if something happens to disrupt the balance of Tao, then there'd be an equal and opposite reaction to that within the world to to restore balance. So you can think of it that way. I think. Most people are uh, au fait with the concept of karma. You know, you do something good, something good comes back. Um, and do something bad, something bad comes back. That's really in its simplest kind of form. It's a bit more complicated than that. But um, let's go with that for for a basic definition. And uh, focus on Tao for, for this kind of episode. Um, so if Tao is the, the source of all life... Um, and in the same way that in yoga, prana is, is the, the equivalent energy, if you like. Um, well, so if Tao is the source of all life, uh, when something dies, uh, it goes back to that source, right? So I guess it's similar to the, the old Christian idea of, you know, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, you know, what, you've, what you're made from you'll return to, right? And that kind of feeds into the to the idea of, uh, of reincarnation, as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, again, if you want to have 
uh, a more simple kind of um, idea of, of what that is. Uh, you know, if you've seen The Lion King, right, you know the circle of life, right? You know, so something dies, it becomes part of the earth, right? It nourishes the earth, and then things grow from the earth, and then things eat the stuff that grows from the earth, and, you know, so on and so on. So essentially, you know, reincarnation to me um, can be understood in, in a scientific way, if you like, you know. Um, that's as far as in my mind it goes. It makes sense, right? Because, you know, what happens to you when you, when you're, you leave the, your body, when this body dies, it goes into the earth and then, you know, that become we become food for other things and then you know and then the whatever comes from that gets eaten by something else and, and so on and so on so you know i think the reincarnation in my mind can be expressed that way you know that's maybe you agree with it maybe you don't we all have to kind of make our own decisions about this stuff don't we but anyway so that's essentially what i'm talking about here today so um taoism from the the Tao Te Ching book uh, that I have, and I've flicked it open to um, verse number sixteen. Um, so I, I just want to read that to you then. So let me do that. Okay. So verse sixteen of the Tao Te Ching. Empty your mind of all thoughts. Let your heart be at peace. Watch the turmoil of beings, but contemplate their return. Each separate being in the universe returns to the common source. Returning to the source is serenity. If you don't realize the source, you stumble in confusion and sorrow. When you realize where you come from, you naturally become tolerant, disinterested, amused, kind-hearted as a grandmother, dignified as a king. Immersed in the wonder of the Tao, you can deal with whatever life brings you. And when death comes, you are ready. So, for me, that expresses, you know, non-attachment, if you like. Um, that's something from, from Buddhism as well. Um, you know, non-attachment to the things in this world, understanding that everything passes. Um, you know, and, and as I read that, you know, I, I'm looking at a picture of my mum, you know, my mum passed away, um, like a year and a half ago, a bit more than that. And, um, you know, I guess, uh, yeah, I said before that I'm not just going to come on to these things and, and talk about inconsequential stuff. There's no point in, in me doing that. Um, so I'm going to talk about things that are meaningful and challenging to me as well as to to the people to you listening to this um and you know feel free to, to feed back on these things if you don't agree with what i'm saying or or if you do agree with it or you know you just want to express another kind of idea about it that's fine you know but um we all have to find our own ways of dealing with things our own ways of understanding things and uh you know my mum's own little personal motto, which is, you know, carried on through uh, my family is, you know, live, laugh, love, uh, you know, that was one of the, the many things that 
Uh, she said, when I was younger, I kind of, um, she used to come up with all this philosophy and these, um, you know, the, the, these kind of little succinct ways of expressing ideas that to me sounded like platitudes and, you know, and it might see, seem that way to you now, but, you know, again, I think it's a real skill. The skill of a philosopher is to be able to internalize these phrases, you know, um, one of my mum's favorite ones was, uh, it takes a wise man to act the fool, you know, I think that's kind of um, increasingly pertinent in in, uh, in today's environment, and, uh, but, you know, but those little things just used to come out with, uh, you know, our family's small but powerful, you know, and, and, and I find myself, um, you know, even before she passed away, channeling her words in, in my classes when I'm, when I'm teaching. And it's made me laugh on more than one occasion out loud when I'm expressing things in the class and bits of philosophy and theories um, to the people that I'm teaching. And it, it's just funny, you know, when I was younger, it seemed like these were all kind of worn out kind of lines that she was just regurgitating. But, you know, the skill is in knowing when to apply these little things and you know, the more and more I think about it, the more perfectly she, she could do that, you know. And of course, we tend to idealise people after they've passed away. And, you know, mum had her flaws as well as any of us do. Um, but, you know, the reason why I'm talking about her essentially as well is, you know, first of all, she's in my mind every day. And if you've lost somebody close to you, I'm sure it's the same thing for you. Um, but, you know... Mum had um, mum had cancer, and and it was um, something that kind of wore her down over a. It must have been maybe, you know, from the diagnosis till she passed away. It was only about three months, but that was. It seemed like a really long time for 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 her and for for the rest of us, um, having to watch, her her condition her 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 quality of life deteriorate and um you know by the end of it she was saying this is taking too long you know and you could tell that she was she was ready to go and I guess you know that's really relevant to what I'm talking about here if we're talking about um gripping to things too tightly right so when when someone that you love um is not well and and is coming near the end of their life I guess you know the instinct is to grip to them and not let them go and but uh mum I think you know was ready to go when she passed away and um you know it was you know it was one of those things where um I got on the plane I was told that she had been um given essentially the last rites and I jumped on a plane I live uh in England and um mum lived in Belfast and where I'm from, and I jumped on the plane to kind of try and get to see her before she she passed away. But essentially, she she passed away um, <clears throat> as my flight took off, um, and it was really quite strange because when it, when um, when the flight took off, it was really turbulent and 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 there was a lot of electricity in the air, um, and then it got calm, and and you know. Whatever you want to think, that that seemed to me like, um, you know, when I landed, 
and uh, and I called uh my sisters as I was in the car driving down to to hopefully um you know get to see my mum before she passed away and um you know my sister told me one of my sisters told me that mum had passed um I I was at that time uh, having seen her deteriorate I'd been back and forward visiting from England um on the weekends and um you know I'd seen how much pain she was in and everything else and I just felt a little bit of relief um sad obviously um you know who wants their 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 loved ones to to pass away but um you know I think and I feel and I think that most of my family feel as well that she was ready to go and and you're just you have to be again I think in that situation you try to think at least she's in at least she's not in pain anymore um so you know that ties in with not gripping to stuff and something that I say in my classes when I'm teaching um kind of resonates with me at this point and and talking about this and um what I tend to say to the people that I'm teaching when I'm trying to get people to let go of unnecessary gripping, of, of gripping to things that are not good for you. You know, I'll say, if you're gripping too much to something, so you're hurting yourself or the thing that you're gripping to, well, if you care about yourself or the thing that you're gripping to, maybe you shouldn't grip so much. And that can apply to um, a loved one who's in pain, who... who um, Maybe it was, it's their time to go. And um, it could also apply equally in the class, you know, more relevantly in the yoga class, to excessive, unnecessary, chronic gripping in the body, right? So, you know, that's something that I, I try to bring into it. But it's not just that, you know. It could be... It's deeper than that in the yoga philosophy, the gripping to things you don't need to be gripping to, right? So you can talk about on a on a tangible level, you can talk about gripping in the muscles. But you can also talk about gripping to ideas about yourself. Ideas about what you think you should be able to do or handle or what you think other people think that you should be able to handle or how you should be feeling or acting, right? People deal with things in different ways. But if you can practice non-gripping in that kind of tangible way of releasing gripping in the body, you can help yourself to switch from that fight, flight, or freeze mode to the to the rest and digest mode. And that's where you are more likely to be able to, anyway, um, stop the racing of the mind to allow you to process what you've been struggling to or what you've been kind of trying to avoid and ignore right and so you know I think that that's an interesting thing you know when you face what you've been trying to ignore whether that's you know having lost a loved one and, and you, it could be trying to deal with grief and just trying to ignore 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 and um, pretending that everything's all right and there's no you know no pain there or it can be um pain in your lower back that you're trying to ignore and maybe um i don't know maybe you end up kind of taking painkillers for it or whatever it is and 
um, you know, there's a place and a time, of course, for, for medication. Um, in the same way, there's a place and a time for, for, you know, mindful awareness and releasing and, um, getting into the body, right? To, to switch modes, to switch from that place where you're beating yourself up to learning to treat yourself better. Right. And of course I'm not a doctor, right? So if there's something that you've been to the doctor about and they're saying take medication for it and you know then you know i'd advise you to take medical advice right but there's balance to be had between you know doing other things holistically you know it could be something to do with your diet you could look at you could look at your lifestyle the people that you're surrounding yourself with your the job you're doing you know so I'm not a doctor, I can't talk about medication. What I can talk to you about is how we can consciously release unnecessary tension from within the body, right? And then if we can do that, then hopefully we can start to release unnecessary gripping in other areas of our lives. Okay, so at this point, I want to talk you through a, a seated relaxation, right? So... Um, of course, if you're driving, you know, don't be closing your eyes and doing this, right? But, um, you know, if you're listening somewhere, maybe you want to, if you're not able to do this seated relaxation now, maybe hit stop and pause the podcast now until you can get to a place where you can sit down and, and do this seated relaxation. Um, if you're able to do it now, then, then carry on listening, right? So I'm going to do this with you, right? So I'll talk you through this. So first of all, if you can find yourself a seat, like a, a preferably, you know, ideally sitting on to a, a table chair, you know, so um, one that doesn't have arms on the side of it and a nice kind of sturdy chair. We're not talking about sitting back on the sofa. You could do, but for the way that I'm going to talk you through this, ideally you'd be sitting on a, a kind of uh, a chair that you would have at your table, right? And if you can't do that, just do this wherever you are. Right? Close your eyes and focus first of all on the breath. So take a nice big deep inhale together. And as you exhale. Release. Set your hands wherever feels kind of comfortable here. Let's start from the ground up. So you're going to have your feet just about your hip distance apart, maybe a little bit wider than that. Make sure your toes are not turned out to the side, your heels are not turned in if you can. Try and get your middle toes parallel and pointed straight forwards. And might feel unusual to you if you're used to having your toes pointed out naturally when this when you sit in this way, right? But by not turning the toes out, you're gonna release pinching in your lower back. And Trying to find a place nice and comfortably. So sitting near the front third of the chair, at least halfway forward on the chair. So you're not leaning back into the chair. And your knees are directly over your ankles. So the knees are not falling way out to the side. They're not knocking together. Okay, and you're pushing your sitting bones down gently into the chair here to... Feel just a little bit of a an engagement in your lower back and the lifting of the, the ribs away from the hips. 
you're just then doing what you want to do with your hands. Now, if you can, actually, turn the palms, so let the hands be in the lap and or on the thighs, if that feels better to you, just turning the palms up towards the sky, relaxing the fingers so you're not gripping because a lot of the time when you turn the palms down, you, you tend to grip to your thighs or grip to the side of the chair, right? I don't want you to be doing that. If you can, let the hands be in the lap or on the thighs with the palms gently turned up towards the sky. The fingers are nice and relaxed. You're lengthening through the spine, lifting through the neck, the crown of the head towards the sky a little bit more. You can give the head a little nod, a little shake here. And you might click and crack, right? And I do too, that's okay, as long as it's not forced or painful. And if you click naturally when you move, so be it, right? And so that clicking can be, that cracking can be a releasing of gas between the joints or a flicking of tendons across the bones, legacies of old injuries, but look, what are you going to do? If you click and crack when you move, are you going to never move? That's not going to be not much use to you, is it? Right, and you might want to do a little bit of a scrunching in your shoulders, a lifting and a dropping. And then a rolling forwards a few times and then roll the shoulders back a few times. Trying to slow down the breath. You can let go of a big sigh or a yawn or a groan <sighs> anytime you want to, right? And release that. That's okay. So as you inhale, just focus on rounding the stomach out, really stretching the abdominal muscles to give the digestive organs somewhere to go. And then as you exhale, you're gently drawing the belly button back in towards the spine, using those abdominal muscles. Imagine that you're massaging your internal organs. Now, you're not trying to suck your belly in to look like you haven't got a belly. You're just massaging the internal organs and stimulating those digestive juices and everything like that, okay? So as you inhale, you're going to round the belly out and soften stretch the abs don't be afraid to appear to have a belly that's a superficial fear get beyond that we're working deeper than that and then as you exhale and you draw the belly button back in it's all in through the nose and out through the nose if you can right it can be difficult to get used to that remember you can breathe more than i'm saying if you need to of course at any point right so there's no magic number of breaths to be doing here that's going to solve all of your problems all of a sudden just about slowing the breath down and taking your time to savour it instead of rushing past it, right? We can end up rushing past what we're doing in our days and then you end up rushing past the day and then you can rush past months and rush past your life, right? You don't want to be doing that, do you? So experience this breath and this moment and be here. Take your attention to the soles of your feet. Imagine you're drawing energy up from the earth through the soles of those feet. And taking then your attention to the 
tops of the feet and the toes. Just enjoying that prana, that life force, the nourishment of the, the blood flow there. And into the ankles as well. It's always been happening, this flow of the energy, this nutrients, these nutrients from the blood flow going there. But maybe you just didn't pay attention to it before. Start to be amazed by your body, right? You are amazing. Treat yourself as such. Worth taking some time for, right? So that vitality flows and you feel it in your calf muscles now and then into the backs of the knees. Soften those muscles now. No unnecessary gripping. When you find gripping, ask those muscles to gently melt and see if that doesn't feel a bit better. You can change what you're doing with your hands and your arms. If you like, you're always allowed to have a little roll of the shoulders or a little nod or shake of the head. Give yourself permission to do that before centering back again when you're ready. And all the time trying to slow the breath down and not rush past it. So you're taking your attention to the thigh muscles. Now let those thigh muscles just kind of hang off the bone now. And the point in gripping there now. It's no use to you doing that. You can take a rest or a break at any time if you need to. You can get a drink of water at any point if you need to as well. You can hit pause in this and come back to it if you like, but just stay with it if you can as you allow the awareness to flow into the calf muscles and the thighs and into the hip flexors and the glutes. If you find you're gripping there, release. What's the point in doing that? No. You've only got a limited amount of energy at any one time, right? So there's millions of processes of things going on inside of you at any one time. Right? It's squeezing your glutes, your bum, essentially the most constructive thing you could be doing. No, probably not, right? release it and then take your attention to your lower back and yes there's a gentle engagement here to help you lift but it's not an excessive gripping right so if you find that you might even want to gently and gradually allow yourself to round into the back for a moment and you know the hands can gently go forwards towards the knees as you do it and and then you begin to slide the hands back towards the, the tops of the thighs and just allowing yourself then to push the sitting bones down and straighten your back up again. You're always allowed to gently nod and shake your head. Move the head from side to side if you need that. You might even want to do a little bit of a side winding action through the spine, right? Moving, you know that classical image of the cobra? coming up out of the wicker basket when the snake charmer plays the tune what's that kind of action you're loosening up into your lower back your middle back your upper back and your neck and your neck is part of your spine right so if you want to keep a healthy spine you got to incorporate movements in the neck 
before centering and settling back up again. Relax the fingers. Relax the ribs. The muscles in between the ribs. Let them stop gripping so that you let the breath just flow a bit more freely now. I'm trying to make this more of a passive breathing exercise now, right? It's almost like the breath is breathing the body. And then it's like watching waves on a beach then. So you watch the breath roll in. And then you just watch the breath roll out. There's nothing else you have to do right now. Except enjoy this. Being grateful for the fact that right now you're Well, hopefully you're safe and you're relatively warm. And if you are, you know, be grateful for that. Take your attention to the upper back and draw the shoulder blades together a little bit more at the back. So you lift your heart and you give the lungs more space to expand through the front of the body. And this open-heartedness takes strength, doesn't it, right? Strengthen your upper back as well as strengthen the mind to allow yourself to be vulnerable and open in this way. Take your attention then to the tops of your shoulders and let the shoulders draw down and away from the ears. The ears lengthen away from the shoulders as you lengthen the neck. You can think about Imagine you're holding a tennis ball between your chin and your chest. That's probably about the right spacing for you so that you're not dropping your chin right down and you're not lifting the chin and nose to the sky. It's a nice kind of happy neutral place. Again, you can always gently nod and shake your head. Stop and give yourself a shake off wherever you need to, if you need to, and then hit the reset button and come back to this nice relaxed or at least relatively relaxed position, right? The jaw is soft and relaxed. The teeth slightly separated behind the lips. The tongue softens and the tongue sits gently on the floor of the mouth. Maybe a little bit towards the back of the mouth. Just become aware of it and even if you want to stick your tongue out and go like that and and then relax it again and see how that feels. You can do that. Right? Hopefully there's nobody else around to make you look like a weirdo. If you do look like a weirdo, that's okay. We're all weirdos together, right? So happiness might be being able to find people that you can be weird with, right? So, the eyelids are softly closed over the eyes. There's no force. You're shielding the eyes from external distractions and just taking your attention inwards, right? You deserve your attention as much as anybody else does. You have to be able to look after yourself if you want to be able to look after anybody else, at least in any long-term sense, right? 
So this is your duty. This time to relax, taking time out for you is your duty to the people that you love. It's not a selfish thing. When you're nicer to yourself, it's easier to be nicer to other people and you know that. The eyebrows drift apart, like two clouds separating to let some more light through. Just observe any noises maybe you can hear in the distance if you're can hear anything, that's okay. Thoughts will come. You're never gonna fully blank your mind. There's always gonna be some kind of distractions, some kind of ripples to try and disturb you, right? But you can register those, you can let them go. It's almost like letting the ripples move around you. Not gripping the things you don't need to be gripping with. Not engaging with things you don't need to be engaging with. So you have more energy to engage with the things you do. Paying attention to you. Revitalizing yourself. Re-energizing. So you're breathing in through the crown of the head now. And it's a sense of strength and focus and determination. Right? Understanding that... You're stronger now in the body and the mind because you didn't give up. Right? Whatever you've had to do to get yourself to this point here and now, you didn't give up. So kind of mentally give yourself a pat on the back for that. So I want you to just gently practice that mindfulness, that awareness again by taking your attention from the soles of the feet through each part of the body towards the crown of the head gradually. And if you find gripping anywhere, I want you to ask those muscles just to gently melt and see if that doesn't feel a bit better. And if it does, well... Maybe this is something worth practicing, right? The ability to harness the breath, to conduct your physical and your mental energies towards something more constructive for yourself. Release unnecessary gripping in the body first. Switching yourself to the rest and digest mode as opposed to the fight, flight, or freeze mode, allows you to be able to process stuff that you need to be processing and instead of kind of being hyper-aware and hyper-alert of everything around you and then trying to process a hundred things at once and not really getting to the root of any problem. If you're gripping so much to something that you're hurting yourself or the thing that you're gripping to. If you care about yourself or the thing that you're gripping to, maybe you shouldn't grip so much.
So at this point, you can hit pause if you like on this and just enjoy this moment. Come back whenever you're ready to just finish off the end of the podcast. That's okay. So whenever you're ready to come out of it, you're going to just gently take a little bit of movement in the toes and the fingers. And take your time to do that. And when it feels right to you, can you begin to take a little bit of movement in your, your ankles? And then take a little bit of movement into your wrists. And again, you might click and crack as you do this. That's okay. I do too. As long as it's not forced or painful, you're good. You're just starting to wake yourself up again and... And if you can, take a little nod, gently, a little shake of the head, waking yourself up through that spine again. Maybe gently beginning to move through the neck and then progressing that movement through the upper back gently. And you can do that side-winding kind of snake-like action again. If it feels really good to hang out on one side, do that for a few breaths before then rolling the chin along the chest and bringing the chin back into the center bringing the chin back to parallel to the floor when you're feeling good just gently flickering the eyes open and keeping the gaze nice and low for a moment taking whatever little adjustments you need whatever little movements you need here to allow yourself to wake back up again and just observe how you feel So that seated relaxation is something that you could do when you get a little bit of time to yourself. You don't have to take as long as I've just done there, but even if you're standing in the queue at Tesco's or whatever it is, you know, you can just scan through the body, find if you're gripping anywhere. If you are, take a little bit of movement, see if you can start to release gripping in the body, start to release gripping and tension in the mind. See what difference that makes to you. Okay, so I hope that's been useful to you. I hope you've enjoyed that again. Um, I'm going to sign off now. Um, again, it's Brendan Murphy. Uh, the I'm a yoga teacher. I'm the founder and director of Shanti Warrior Yoga. That's S-H-A-N-T-I, Shanti Warrior Yoga. And if you want to find out more uh, about me and what I do, you can go to the various uh, social media uh places where i am i'm on twitter i'm on facebook on instagram search for shanti warrior yoga look for the yellow logo and um yeah okay and then i always finish off my classes um with something that uh one of my teachers my first ever teacher of yoga um used to do with us and it's uh i think it's from from buddhism but it's a lovely thing and you know what we'll do is we'll at the end of every class, I get everybody to inhale, take a nice big deep breath in and raise your arms out to the side and up and above you, gathering in the chi, the ki and the prana, the dao if you like, if you want to call it that from all around you and bring those hands together on the next exhale, you're going to bring the hands through the midline, pausing with your thumbs first of all on your forehead for kind thoughts 
resting your thumbs on the lips then for kind words. And finally, rest the thumbs in the heart center for kind actions. Kind thoughts, kind words, kind actions. Apply those things to yourself as well as to others. And you can just gently give yourself a little bow of acknowledgement if you like. If nobody else is looking at you and you're not going to get yourself into issues with people want you wanting to uh, call the people in the white coats for you, right? Okay. So anyway, all right, great stuff. Thank you so much for listening. Um, please feel free to leave comments and and uh, or questions, and um, I'll do my best to get back to those when I can. All right, thank you.